Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live. It's episode number 147, Ham Radio on the Queen Mary, recorded live on Thursday, January 3rd, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK, Indoff Buckley, N6UTC, and David Akins in 6HHR, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week, Drew Glassbreader, KO4MA, was here to talk about making the most of satellite time. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime. Just go to hamtalklive.com or your favorite podcast app, and you'll find us there. You'll also find us over on YouTube. So uh, get your questions ready to go after we talk to these three gentlemen for a while. We'll offer up the uh, phone lines, and you can give us a call. I'll go ahead and give you the number so you'll have it uh, ready to go. It's 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. You can also send a question via Twitter. We'll be watching that tonight. Our Twitter handle is at ham talk live so we'll take care of the break here and then we'll come back and talk to patrick indoff and david right after this word from tower electronics right here on ham talk live thank you for a lovely dinner aren't you going to ask me in to solder some pl259s well i do have some from tower electronics how can i refuse consider the sophisticated quality of pl259s from tower electronics From soldering supplies to adapters, connectors to cables, and all types of connectors, Tower Electronics has the parts you're looking for. Well? Just one more connector? You know I love your PL259s. Then by all means, take some with you. Don't be caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. Or call 920-435-2973. They also have ham sticks, mobile antennas, and meters, too. See the whole catalog. 
go to pl-259.com. Tower Electronics, the Ham's Dime Store since 1978. Two antennas met on a roof, fell in love, and got married. The ceremony wasn't much, but the reception was excellent. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show again tonight. They help bring you Ham Talk Live each and every week. HamFest schedule, they're back on the road. January 5th, coming up uh, on Saturday. That's Waukesha, Wisconsin. And then they'll be uh, in Fort Myers, Florida on January 18th and 19th. St. Charles, Illinois on January 19th. Collinsville, Illinois on January 26th. And Arcadia, Florida on January 26th. Or visit pl-259.com. Well... Patrick Stoddard is back, WD9EWK and VA7EWK, and he's operated all sorts of modes on HF and VHF and UHF. He became a ham in 1977 and obtained his Canadian license in 2002. Patrick has been an AMSAT ambassador, which is a volunteer representing AMSAT at HamFest and other ham-related events since 2006 and continues to serve AMSAT in that role as well as others. Patrick is often regarded as the top source for current information about satellites and portable operation, and he's been kind enough to be back with us tonight. Indolf Buckley, N6UTC, was licensed in 1997 with the call sign MW1BQO. He moved to the United States in 2001 and received the call sign KG6FIY, and in 2017 changed it to N6UTC. Indolf enjoys operating slow-scan television, HF data modes, packet radio and satellites, and even shortwave listening, and he uh, enjoys anything related to space. He's a member of ARL, AMSAT, AMSAT UK, the Associated Radio Amateurs of Long Beach, the Catalina Amateur Repeater Association, and the British Amateur Television Club. He's also a volunteer examiner for the Greater Los Angeles Amateur Radio Group uh, with W5YI and ARRL VECs. And our final guest is David Akins, N6HHR. He is the station manager of W6RO the Nate Brightman Wireless Room aboard the Queen Mary. Nate is the founder of the station, dating back to the ship's last great cruise in 1967 and the grand opening of W6RO in 1979. David took over uh, from Nate upon his retirement in 2013. He's also a member of the Wireless Room's sponsor club, the Associated Radio Amateurs of Long Beach. So, Patrick Indoff, David, welcome to the show. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. Nice to be here. And, and apparently, Allie the Cats decided to be on the show tonight too. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> we'll uh, we'll we'll keep working through uh, with, with, with Allie in the background, apparently. But uh, we want to start off with David. Um, we want uh, a little bit of history of the radio room on the Queen Mary and what operations are being done 
on a regular basis. And I didn't throw this in here, so this may, may catch David off guard. But um, I I was going through, I just finished up clearing out my, my parents' house. And I found a letter, and the letter was from a station uh, operator or manager at W6RO. Uh, very nice letter explaining things, and, and this was back when I was you know, seven or eight years old probably, um, and first made contact with uh, W6RO. And, and I'm not sure if it was from you or from Nate or, or, or who it was, but uh, I just ran across that a few days ago, so that was, uh, was kind of interesting. But tell us a little bit of the history of the uh, W6RO station. If that letter was from the station manager and it was that long ago, it would have had to have been from Nate. But uh, <clears throat> glad you got that. You had a little contact with us. Okay, so when word got out that the city of Long Beach was going to purchase the Queen Mary, Long Beach Ham Nate Brightman, K6OSC, went to work on an outlandish plan. Overcoming numerous hurdles, he organized a team of hams from the ARALB for a tremendous undertaking. They secured permission from the Cunard line for their intended operation, booked passage on the Queen Mary's last great cruise, obtained a special event call sign from the British government, acquired radio equipment from Swan Electronics of Oceanside, and made their way as a team to Southampton, England. Hi, I'm away from the phone. Please leave a message. Oh, sorry. We've Record got... your message after the tone. <laughs> Simply hang up when done. Got, uh... Or for delivery options, press the... We lost Patrick there for a second, so sorry about that. Go <laughs> that, ahead. That never happens to me. Okay. <laughs> we'll, pick, we'll pick that back up then. Okay, so they made their way to Southampton, England. They boarded the Queen Mary, installed their radios and antennas, passed an inspection by the British telecom authorities, and operated as special event station GB5QM for their 39 days at sea en route from Southampton to Long Beach. They made a huge number of contacts while at sea, all earning a very special QSL certificate because a card just wouldn't cut it for an event this grand. We still have one of those certificates donated by the estate of the ham who made the contact on display aboard the ship. GB5QM was decommissioned upon the Queen Mary's arrival in Long Beach, but Nate Brightman had more plans in mind. And for the next 11 years, he persistently spoke to anyone in authority who would listen to him about his desire to create a permanent amateur radio station aboard the Queen Mary. His persistence paid off, and in 1978, the Long Beach Board of Harbor Commissioners approved and funded his plans to build this station. And on April 22nd of 1979, the wireless room aboard the Queen Mary was officially opened and began operations. The Associated Radio Amateurs of Long Beach gave their club call sign W6RO to the station, and Swan Electronics again donated the initial radio equipment. In 2007, the station was officially renamed the Nate Brightman Wireless Room in recognition of Nate's tremendous work to establish and run it. Nate served as station manager for 34 years until his retirement in 2013, and I was very fortunate to have served under him and I'm privileged to call him friend for many years. Uh, to bring us up to date, during the, these past 40 years, W6RO aboard the Queen Mary has been staffed by volunteer radio amateurs 
who divide their time between operating on the air and talking with the visitors who pass by our door. In fact, many of our crew members report working more DX at the door than they do on the air, as visitors from all over the world come to Long Beach to take in the history, art, and engineering experiences preserved in this magnificent ocean liner. That's what we do every day. All right, very good. We got some good uh, background on that, and let me let me take an opportunity here to try Patrick again because we we lost him, and we want to try to get him back on here. Mm-hmm. So let's see if we can get him back in here. I'm back. Okay, good. We got you back. Okay, yeah, we, we I called you, and you called me at the same time, apparently. So. Okay, so we got we got you back. So, um, David just finished up telling us uh, a little bit about the uh, operations on the the Queen Mary. So, uh, Patrick, now that you're back, um, you and Endoff were recently invited to do some satellite operations on board. So, tell us how that went and some of the challenges of finding a clear line of sight from the ship. Well, the, this all goes back, you know, to the previous time I worked satellites on the ship from the W6RO wireless room. At the time in 2016, the station still had satellite antennas, and I worked one pass from there. You know, the satellite portion of the station has since been dismantled. But in talking with NDAF in the last year, uh, I was asking if there would be any possibility of operating as W6RO on the satellites again, even if we do it field day style with portable gear from somewhere on the ship. And you want to take it from your end, Dad? Yeah, sure. Um, so it's, I, I've known Patrick about seven years. I've known him personally now, you know, for four or five years. And he's been kind enough to come over to um, uh, uh, the Long Beach uh, meetings, the ARLB meetings. Um, I think a couple times he's been over and give us some presentations. He, um, he came over last August to a community outreach that we did and worked some satellites. So he's been, a, he's been a friend of mine and also a friend of ARLB now for a long time. And while we were at the community outreach in August, uh, you know, after our W6RO on, on the satellite um, experience in 2016, I think it was, um, you know, we discussed it a bit more, and I said, "Well, let's see if we can um, get like a, a day, you know, of, of, of operating satellites on, on board. We'll use the W6RO call sign." So I uh, asked David, you know, being the wireless room manager, I asked him what he thought of the idea, and uh, David was on board. Excuse the pun. And um, I then, you know, spoke to the ARLB board because it is a club, you know, it is our club station and, and our club call sign, and they were, you know, also in favor. So. Uh, we went back to Pat, uh, to Patrick and said, "Hey, we've got the go ahead. Uh, David is going to talk to Queen Mary Management, and if they say yay, then uh, we're, we're good to go." So then uh, we, we discussed a few dates, and um, then David got back with the. Uh, I think David got back to me saying that the Queen Mary Management are up for it. So then you know, as I said, um, Patrick and I came up with a, a date, and and uh, we, we we went with it. So what? Uh you know how did how did it go uh what kind of numbers did you have and and um what kinds of contacts were you able to make you want me to take this end uh well 
Well, let me just finish off by saying, uh, uh, Neil, you were asking about, you know, um, the challenges of line of sight. Uh, David and I did go down on the Queen Mary back in September, early September, I think it was, middle of September. And uh, we walked the ship and I had a camera with me and I took some video and some commentary, you know, of, of where we were and what direction I was, I was you know, heading. And um, we came up with a, a, a particular part of the ship that we were going to operate from. Still very challenging, though, because, you know, um, as... David and Patrick, you know, remember um, to our, I want to say to our east, there was a cruise ship. You know, uh, the Queen Mary is in a is in a, an, um, an active harbor, an active port. And then to our west, you know, we're having, we have cranes and some other buildings. So, um, yeah, over to you, Patrick. You can take over the, uh, the other question. Sure. Uh, for the day on the ship, starting at nine, you know, a little after nine o'clock Pacific time on the morning of December 15th until just before 5 p.m., uh, we we worked the uh, FM satellite single sideband, did some packet. We logged 50 contacts for the day with stations all across the U.S., Canada, Mexico. And uh, the passes didn't give us great opportunities to work the stations on the East Coast, but we, were, we still had busy passes when we were getting on. And the challenges of being... Like NDEF was saying, the surroundings in the harbor in the port of Long Beach, the RF noise from the port from downtown Long Beach across the water from the ship, and uh, that was noticeable on single sideband and packet more so than FM. But you know, we persisted, and we may have had to wait till the satellites were higher in the sky to you know, have better opportunity to get through, but, you know, we had fun. And at the end of the day, when we packed up, handed David the, uh, the log sheets. So that could go into the W6RO log book. You know, we thought we had a good day, you know, in spite of all the challenges we had operating in a very urban environment, uh, field day style, five watt radios, uh, in all modes, uh, but we did have great weather for for being on the ship in an exposed area on that deck. Oh, all right. Well, sounds like a a successful operation. Uh, now, David, uh, how does this compare to um, you know a, a typical day on on the um, Queen Mary in the radio room? Mm-hmm. Uh, on a typical day, we'll have uh, maybe two, three, four crew members on duty on on an AM or and or a PM shift, and they might they might log maybe five, six, seven, eight contacts on the air, depending on who it is and what they like to do. Um, sometimes the crew members will concentrate more on on air contacts. Many times they'll concentrate on just uh, talking to the visitors that come by the door. And between that, you know, our mission is accomplished either way. Okay, so some great uh, opportunities to work the station. I know uh, it's one of the most memorable QSL cards that I have from that uh, 70s era uh, because it's it's the full-size, the long card. You, you can't hardly fit that ship on a regular uh, QSL card. <laughs> And uh, it, it was one that I always uh, enjoyed having around and, and one that I was very proud of. So uh, glad to hear that that's still going and on the air and now some some satellite activity. So 
That's pretty cool. Well, we're going to take a break here, and then when we come back, we're going to take your questions uh, on Twitter and as well as the uh, phone lines at 812-638-4261. So uh, we'll take a break and do that right after this word from ICOM America right here on Ham Talk Live. Attention all hams, ICOM knows that ham clubs play a big role in bringing ham communities together to learn from their peers and industry leaders. As a way to give back and help you on this mission, ICOM has launched a promotion exclusively for ham clubs and the ham fest they are involved with. By registering your club, you could win ICOM swag, a Skype presentation, or for your ham fest, an ICOM booth set up at your ham club. Register today for your chance to win. Enter today at www.icomamerica.com slash hams. HamFest net registration is open to U.S. organizations only. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. Wow, that's a really big boat anchor you have there. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Thanks to ICOM America for sponsoring the show. They they give back in a lot of ways, and uh, you should sign up for that uh, opportunity on the uh, on the ad there with the ham clubs and uh, ham fests. And they give back in so many different ways, the scouting program, and and with uh, bringing you shows like this. So thanks to ICOM for all they do. And Ham Talk Live is on the air every Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time right here at HamTalkLive.com. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we're going to open up the phone lines now. It's time for your calls. If you have a question for Patrick, Indoff, or David, give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. For the alphabetically challenged, that's 812-638-4261. Or you can tweet us at HamTalkLive. So we'll uh, stand by here and see what kind of response we have online and on the phone lines tonight, 812-638-4261. David, what are some of the upcoming uh, on-air events that you've got planned for W6RO? Okay. Well, we are planning a month-long on-air operating event during April as part of our 40th anniversary celebration. W6RO has been open for business for 40 years, and it's time we celebrate it. Crew members will make every effort to keep the station active every day and make as many contacts as possible. I'm working with the ship's management to have a special QSL card made up just for this event. Look for W6RO on 7040 and 14040 CW or 7240 and 14340 single sideband. We may be on other bands as conditions permit. 
and see our page on qrz.com for the QSL information. Again, that's April 1st through April 30th. All right, very good. 812-638-4261 is the phone number if you have a question about operations on the Queen Mary or some portable uh, satellite operation for uh, Endoff and for Patrick. Uh, give us a call, 812-638-4261. Um, while we're waiting here, uh, David, too, I uh, wanted to ask if somebody's coming out to the West Coast and, and out there visiting um, and they want to operate from the station, is there a way they can do that? And if so, can, what, what should they do to, to make that happen? Sure. We always welcome guest operators to come aboard and uh, take the mic or the key for a little while and operate W6RO. It's best to check with us a few weeks in advance to be sure that a crew member will be present on the day you intend to visit. We do have some gaps in our schedule, so it's important to do that. Bring a paper copy of your ham license for us to verify. And you'll need to purchase an admission to the ship, then come on up to the wireless room. Here's one important caveat. Be aware that there are no elevators on the ship that come all the way up to the sports deck. You will have to be able to climb at least two flights of stairs and walk about 100 feet to get to the wireless room. And lastly, all guest operation is under the supervision of the W6RO control operator on duty. Okay, very good. So if you're interested in doing that, there's the information. You can uh, get a hold of uh, David or one of the control operators out there and, uh, and make your visit. 812-638-4261 is the telephone number if you have a question, or you can tweet us. Uh, we're watching that. It's at HamTalkLive on Twitter if you have a question about operations on the Queen Mary. Uh, now, Patrick, did you get um, get any um, video or, or, or recordings of, of all of this? Well, we have audio recordings of every pass we worked. Many of the passes also had video. Uh, NDEF was streaming them on Facebook Live during the day. Uh, those videos are posted in a couple of places on the ARALB's Facebook page. I believe they're still available there. And I also have most of the videos on my own YouTube channel, youtube.com slash VA7EWK, just taking what was, you know, streamed on Facebook Live and posting it on YouTube. Uh, so you can see we were operating just out in the open or for AO7, FO29 at the end of the table that we had set up on the veranda deck. Uh, and people came by and watched, you know, they had questions and what were we doing? Some hams came by even and uh, you know, weren't aware of how how small a satellite station could be uh, down to, you know, to an HT and an antenna in the other hand. Uh, but videos show how we were operating, and you know, we were visited by hams and non-hams throughout the day, and we were visited by the uh, ship's commodore late in the afternoon, and we posed for pictures with the commodore. Excellent. And you weren't uh, chased by the police? 
Oh no! Oh no! Not this time. Quite, quite the <laughs> not this time. Quite the opposite. David did a you know David did an excellent job in you know, clearing the way for us to have this event. You know, like we said earlier, and finding a date that worked with us and with the ship's management uh, had no problems whatsoever. Think- you know, we had people from the ship visit us during the day to make sure if everything was all right, and and, and it was. Enough? Yeah, I think uh, we had somebody. Yeah, I think I was going to say we had somebody from um, that David works with come over and, and check us out what we were doing, and we can't forget uh, Ron Frank N3HI who helped us out during the day too. He uh, he kind of hung out with us and uh, and uh, kept guard on the equipment while we were uh, taking a fifteen minute break and so forth. So we need to thank Ron as well. Eight one two six three eight four two six one is the phone number if you'd like to join in tonight. Please do so. It's uh, better if we get some phone calls so give us a call 812-638-4261 or if you'd rather type you can tweet us at ham talk live on twitter so um patrick do you remember exactly what equipment you were using there on this trip on this trip uh when i was operating fm i was using my kenwood thd 72 uh, and my elk log periodic uh, for single sideband, same antenna, but I was using two FT817s. Uh, for packet, I used either the THD72 on the FalconSat 3 satellite, or I used my THD74 for the ISS passes uh, later in the day. And NDEF worked SO50, and what did, you know, I forget what radio he used, NDEF? Uh, I used uh, an arrow elk. Uh, sorry, <laughs> an elk an arrow periodic elk. Oh. antenna. I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I used an elk log periodic antenna, and I used a, a Yesu FT60. Uh, no bowfin in sight. Nope. Oh, he said he said the word. He, he's been planning this all week, trying to figure out how he can say the word bowfang. So we have to play the bowfang clip. Uh, but anyway, uh, so you know, just some some. You know, handheld, some some little mobiles, and um, and an, a couple of elk, and and away you go. So, um, sounds like uh, sounds like it worked pretty well. Uh, David, what do you have in the uh, radio room for uh, for HF? We just put in a uh, a brand new ICOM IC seventy three hundred about a year and a half ago we raised funds to purchase that and got a nice uh, panel console mount for it made up by uh by a company over in torrance here and that went in and went very well um we also have a big old kenwood ts950 that's the uh that's the big gun in the station our 200 water on the beam antenna and uh, we're going to be retiring a TS850 here pretty soon to make room for a uh, brand new VHF UHF panel, which will be going in. Uh, could be any day now. I should be checking with my assistant manager and uh, making sure he's got everything to do. We've got a couple of an- new antennas on tap, too, that we're going to put up. We, we have a uh, Carolina Wyndham that we're going to try to get up when they take down the Christmas lights. And we'll have another vertical antenna up probably within the next month to six weeks. All right. Some some cool stuff there. And uh, 
we need to get some people out there and visit and operate. So if you're out in the Long Beach area, why well, uh, make sure you get a hold of them. And and David, why don't you uh, fill everybody in on the website there for the club and and how they can get a hold of somebody if they do want to come visit? Sure. Uh, probably the better, more concise information is in our on our QRZ page, uh, QRZ for W6RO. Uh, there's also some information available on the club's website, which is A-R-A-L-B dot org. Okay, very good. So that's where you can find information about the club station and, and their operations there. Well, let's give uh, one more call out uh, for phone calls here. 812-638-4261 is the phone number. So if you have a question, give us a call. We're going to... Uh, wrap things up here shortly so uh, give us a call or uh, give us a tweet if you have a question and invariably as soon as i start to sign off that's when one comes in but uh, we'll we'll give everybody a, a chance here to to do that uh patrick anything else that uh you want to bring up from this trip well like i was saying earlier the challenges of operating in the port of Long Beach, I didn't realize how noisy it was going to be, uh, especially on the non-FM satellite passes, you know, until the satellites were higher in the sky. I figured there would be noise, but, uh, you know, for AO7 and FO29, you know, we had to look for higher passes to uh, be able to overcome the noise. So our antennas were pointing up instead of at a ship or at downtown Long Beach across the water. Uh, FM wasn't so bad. It was just, you know, a typical Saturday afternoon on FM. You know, we were able to get through reasonably well, but there were some times we had to wait a minute or two before we could get a gap in the action uh, to make ourselves heard. But, you know, we were making contact as if it was like field day. Uh, Everybody wanted to work W6RO. We were happy to do that on all the passes and you know, led to 50 contacts in the uh, eight or nine hours. But I, I, I'll also add, I was a little worried when we did AO92, the first pass, and there was some noise, and um, we weren't getting in. And then was it AO7 or FO29 was the, um, on single sideband? Um, it was just a, you were like S5, S6 noise, but luckily we got through. So um, there were some moments there when I thought, uh-oh, we're not going to make anything here. And we at least at least in. we made. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go go right so ahead. At man. least we made at least we made contacts on every satellite we attempted. Uh, AO AO ninety one ninety two SO fifty and FM uh, AO seven and FO twenty nine Falcon Sat three and ISS. We at least made one contact on every pass we attempted, and uh, AO seven. I think we only made two contacts, and that was the one that was getting uh, a lot of noise. It didn't matter if, if it was two meters or 70 centimeters. It was just the noise was there. But the satellite community did come out and help us. I mean, thanks to Twitter, we let everybody know what's going on. And um, there were a lot of familiar call signs on those passes. Yeah, I remember trying Definitely. to get in, and, and I couldn't get through the pileup. <laughs> I, I was trying, but it just didn't uh, didn't work. Well, we've got a tweet here from... Clayton W5PFG, and I'm assuming this is for Endoff, but maybe not. Oh, but he, he he wants to know what takes priority: afternoon tea time on the Queen Mary or satellite pass. 
<laughs> uh, um, I, I'm going to say satellite pass. That's easily the the, the thing I'm there for. <laughs> Not to you know, is, is it, having a nice cup of tea on board is also fun, but I'll take the satellite pass. All right, I think we got the right answer there. So, oh, very good. Well, we had to get that in there. So. <laughs> Well, gentlemen, uh, I'm going to just go around one last time here, but I, I think we're about to finish up. So any uh, any last uh, comments, David? Yeah, I could uh, I could plug a little a little bit here. We currently have about 44 volunteer hams on the roster, and uh, we have room for a few more. So for anybody who's living in the Long Beach area, and I'd, I'd welcome some more crew members. All I ask is that you must, of course, be a licensed amateur. You be able to operate on HF, be able to give a good representation of ham radio to the ship's visitors, and commit to at least one regularly calendared four-hour shift each month. Anyone who's interested in joining the crew, you can contact me at my call sign, n6hhr at net. All right. End off. Well, I'm kind of hoping we can do this, you know, more, uh, as an annual event, you know, maybe do it again next December. But obviously with the 40th anniversary coming up in April, um, I'm hoping I'll, uh, I'll get on board a couple of times during that month to uh, get W60 back on the satellites, you know, get the call sign back in uh, in the consciousness of, you know, uh, the, the ham radio operators out there. But I'm hoping um, we can make this, you know, a kind of an annual event. Okay, and before I get to Patrick, we have a phone call on the line here, so uh, let's go ahead and take uh, take the call. Good evening. Welcome to Ham Talk Live. I have a feeling I know who this is. Hello, Neil. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing fine. Another great show. Oh, thank you. I've been you. on the Queen Mary, and I've been out to Long Beach, and... It's a real good, uh, real good uh, time out there. It, it's worth investing in a little bit of dollars to go out there and check it all out. It's it's a good time. Well, there you go. You've got it from uh, Doug K A nine J J S in Mount Vernon, Illinois. And uh, thanks for calling in, Doug. Appreciate it, and thanks for for listening. Well. It's always a good time to listen to you. I listen to you all the time, but uh, I thought I'd call in tonight. And uh, I love working those satellites, and there's nothing better for me. All right, Doug. Well, thanks for calling. Good to hear you again, and uh, we'll be talking to you. Well, have a good night, Neil. Another good show, just like always. All right. Thanks, Doug. Appreciate it. All right. Bye. All right, Patrick. I guess you're getting the last word. Well, I'm. I had fun when I was out there, and I'm glad that you know, in talking with NDAF and you know, NDAF with David and the ship, that we were able to pull this off. And if W6RO is on in April, I'm hoping to work them myself on the satellites. Uh, a yearly thing. I I think it's great that you know. W6RO is 
is going to be on the satellites, if it can be done at least on a yearly basis to, to have the call sign on. And as we, as we proved in December, uh, we don't need a whole lot of equipment to make that happen. You know, the club has a nice HF station on the ship and, you know, NDAF or anyone else who wants to do satellite, you know, we bring our own equipment and away we go. All right. Well, I would look forward to that as well. So I, I hope that uh, you all can make it work out and, uh, I will be watching on on Twitter and and listening uh, for that to happen again because I'd like to give that a try. So, well, we're going to uh, end things here tonight, uh, but uh, that's going to be another episode of Ham Talk Live. That's a wrap. And uh, thanks to Patrick Stoddard, WD9EWK, Indolf Buckley, N6UTC, and David Akins, N6HHR. And everybody out there in cyberspace for listening and calling in and tweeting in. And we'll invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. For a list of all of our upcoming guests, go to hamtalklive.com and you can check that out. And if you like Hamtalk Live, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes. That helps others find us faster. So please do that if you can. And uh, we'll say 7-3 for now. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7-3, and may the good DX be yours. Well, you came right back to my CQ call. You read a villainy fight and strength nine. You never once mentioned your weather at all And I didn't mention mine 